Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 7th of January 2023 and the title of this episode is OGL Concerns and 2022 Wins Part 3. This is Part 3 of the 2022 wrap-up now with Raw20 stats and we'll also talk about the OGL drama. Catlius is in the spotlight this month as voted for by patrons and with Catlius in the spotlight there's also a new poll which patrons can vote on. The candidates for February are Azukiel Games, Right After Then Design, Random Rambling Press, Le Grand Game Studio, and Tin Hat Games. Let's finish off the 2022 top list, shall we? It's the first year we've had Pathfinder Infinite bestsellers, and here's the top three. In position one, Witches Plus, by Derry Luttrell and Tony Saunders. In position number two, Queer Finder, issue one, Bars of Absalom by the Gallant Goblin and others. And in position three, it's Oracles Plus by Derry Luttrell and Tony Saunders again. Now, Pathfinder uses the OGL, so it's caught up in this week's drama from Hasbro. More on that later. First, we also have Roll20's top 12 of the year. I'll give you the top five here, and you can get to the rest via links in the show notes. In position one, it's Mordecai Presents Monsters of the Multiverse from Wizards of the Coast. In position two, Princes of the Apocalypse from Wizards of the Coast. In three, Spelljammer Adventures in Space from, yes, Wizards of the Coast. In four, Horde of the Dragon Queen from You Know Who. But in five, it's Cyberpunk Red from R. Talisman Games. There are other non watsy publishers beyond RTG in the list, and I bet you can guess who. Pazio and Chaosium. There's also a list of potential bestsellers for this year, as Enrod have published their survey of the most anticipated RPGs for 2023. The top five are, in position one, King Arthur Pendragon, that's the 6th edition from Chaosium. In position 2, Dragonbane from Free League. In position 3, 13th Age, 2nd edition from Pelgrane Press. In 4, Household by Two Little Mice. And in position 5, the 1st edition of Mothership from Tuesday Night Games. Now, without a question, the big news of the week is the ongoing drama around 5e's open gaming licence, the OGL. And we've even had Ryan Dancy, the architect of the original, weigh in. We have to be careful though, as we're talking about leaks. And they might be wrong. And if not, the final documents might change. However, it does appear that Wizards of the Coast can deauthorize the original OGL and therefore replace it. It's a workaround to not being able to fully nullify it. The replacement might also be two different licenses, one commercial and one not. Dancy says that's not how the original OGL was intended to be managed. The concerns with the leaks are that they seem to give Wizards of the Coast a lot of control of what people can write and publish, and of course, some people will be paying money. I previously pointed out that this is the first D&D edition change for many people, and that's the point I made in sympathy. More recently, 
I've seen people getting on their high and mighty horse about how they left D&D long ago. I mean, you can take that route if you want, but I doubt it will make you any friends. In some cases, Wizards of the Coast are tinkering with the jobs and financial security of people who don't work for them, but who believed that there was good faith and a legally safe agreement in place. Pathfinder is born of the OGL, so I'm sure that Pezio are more than watching closely. I'm sure that they are in contact with Wizards of the Coast. Morris of N Publishing has said that Watsy reached out to some publishers, so I'm confident people are meeting. Despite these concerns, Pazio is pushing on. This week, they promised to do more frequent errata, and the first big change with the new guidance is one that optionally cuts out bioessentialism from the game. That's the idea where, you know, all dwarves are grumpy and all half-orcs dumb. Pathfinder takes a route that D&D has explored before, where racial bonuses are more fluid. I can also see Kickstarter coming back to life after a very slow season over Christmas, and I know there are non-OGL games out there, and we'll look at a few in just a bit. First though, there's Polyhedral, as a pre-Kickstarter RPG magazine that hopes to do the same. Right now, the magazine is calling for submissions, touting for ads, whisking up publicity. And it's been run by Dave Wright, the hard worker behind Tabletop Scotland, a gaming convention here in Geek Nata's home country. Also, right now, One Bookshelf's New Year New Game Sale is on, and there are more than 7,000 titles discounted in Drive-Thru RPG, and thousands more across the DMs Guild, Pathfinder Infinite, and the Storytellers Vault. It's a cheap way to find and try a new RPG system. So what's popular right now? Well, there's Cyberpunk Red, there's the Cepheus Deluxe Enhanced Edition from Stella Gamer Publishing, Worlds Without Numbers, and the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition, and there's also Hero Kids Fantasy RPG by Hero Forge Games. Separately, the anti-capitalist Grimdark Stillfleet is out, and on the blog there's a host of art from that sci-fi RPG to check out. And using the Elemental RPG system, free to download, and the introduction to Gildor Games' Legend series, there's the quick-start adventure Tower of the Vampire out this week. It's more traditional fantasy. Another freebie quick-start intro adventure trio is Empty, from Zero Sum Games. It's an introduction to their distemper grim apocalypse. Importantly, there is still fantastic stuff happening for D&D 5e and the world's largest RPG. This week, I got to talk to the creators of The Test of High Sorcery, a Dragonlance adventure. It's a solo RPG. Play it yourself and with D&D's rules. Or... If you're a DM, use it as a source book. And now it's time for that. I hope it's not a token non-RPG bit of news. It's another anime trailer, and it's the latest from designer Joanne Ignagawa called Magical Girls, Magical Destroyers. And these are four energetic women, four geeks who kick ass. And it's set in a world where geeks have been vanished. And it looks high octane. Lastly, bundles. There was a game called Traveller 2300, which was not a sequel to Traveller, and was, weirdly, a sequel to the original Twilight 2000. It was then renamed 2300 AD, and now, decades later, it's a bundle of holding offer. A far newer game, 
one where you play the baddies trying to keep the heroes out of your dungeon, there's wicked ones. That Forged in the Dark game is also in the bundle of holding. And it's good news for Free League fans as there are several options in Humble with RPGs like Vasin, that's the Nordic Horror, and Forbidden Lands on offer. So let's finish there and see where the news cycle takes us next week. Keep safe.